preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Well, hello, Animal Thrill Seeker. They came back. You're back for more. Good choice. Today, comedian Kip Adada is back for more. This is his second time taking a break from the Las Vegas circuit to talk with us about his cat, Harley who's, uh, I guess, the only woman in his life. But uh, (laughs) nonetheless, a wonderful cat. He shares his bond with us. Also today, oh, did I mention it was a Cougar Tag weekend? I didn't say that yet, did I? Cougar Tag? Yeah, you know what a Cougar Tag is. It is the world's smallest USB tag for your pet. It fits on any collar and in any computer. It's great for cats because it's really small. It holds about 2,000 documents and over 150 pictures or video. And any time today you hear the Cougar call, which sounds like this. Cougar time! Call 1-866-405-8405 and we'll hook you up with a Cougar tag. One more time. The Cougar call. Any time you hear it today, it sounds like this. Cougar time! one 405 Also today, do our pets have souls? Sure. I think mine do. Do they know right from wrong? Do they have the ability to love? All these questions are, well, at least pondered with Reverend Gary Kowalski. And the foreclosure crisis, it's affecting our pets now. Details on the way. You've heard us talking about Maggie the elephant in the past. Hmm. Maggie is an elephant who was in Anchorage, Alaska, and now is in California after the long struggle to get her from Alaska to California. It's ended. We have all the details today. We'll actually talk to a couple of experts. We're going to find out how you get an elephant, (laughs) an African elephant from Anchorage to California, because that isn't easy. Uh, let's go ahead and clear the phones. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Hi, my name's Annette. Um, I have, uh, I'm listening to you on 920 Radio in San Luis Obispo, California. That would be KVEC, I believe. 920? I believe that's Yes, Well, thank you. Anita, is your name? My name's Annette. Annette. Okay, how you and- doing? I'm doing pretty good. My dog's name is Number Nine. Number Nine. Why Number Nine? <laughs> the, it's uh, well after the Beatles song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she's a 158 pound lab mastiff mix. Uh huh. And the other day, I fell over her, and I'm I'm thinking she's not showing any signs of any problems or anything, but she's old. You know, she's got arthritis on one of her front legs. We give her meds for that. But I'm concerned about her internal organs because, I mean, I tripped and fell pretty hard on her. Is there any reason that you should believe that something's wrong? No, she's eating, she's drinking. I just, I love her so much. I'm concerned. How big is she? 158 pounds. (laughs) Pretty pretty big dog there. Yeah, she's laughing mastiff. Well, immediately I would think that if she is uh, eating and she is pooping and she's not showing any outward signs that she's okay. That, that, Bless your heart. And can I just say this? I am so glad you guys got Animal Radio. I love it. Oh, well, thank you. Well, thank you very much. That, that, that warms the cockles of my heart there. <laughs> That's what we do oh. it for, for people like you. <laughs> thank it, you. No, thank you guys. And yeah, I was just a little concerned. and I just needed to hear a voice say, it's okay. You know, I just keep an eye on her, and it sounds like everything's normal. And at that size, it's going to take a pretty good knot to take her down, it sounds I weigh 200 pounds, okay? (laughs) Just keep an eye on her, and if you see anything unusual, if she stops eating or pooping, uh, then then schedule an immediate visit to the vet there, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Is number nine the only animal you have? 
Yes. We go into the prize closet and dig out something for number nine. Let's do it. We're going to sure. do that. Yes, please. Hold on one second, Annette. Thank you so much Bye. for calling Animal Radio. Don't go anywhere. We need to get some info from you. Okay, no problem. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. After years of controversy, Maggie, a 25-year-old African elephant, flew out of Anchorage, Alaska Thursday night on a one-way ticket to the Performing Animal Welfare Society, a sanctuary facility located near Sacramento. Now, how do you get an elephant, <laughs> how do you get an African elephant out of Anchorage, Alaska? Especially in the winter. We have Air Force spokeswoman Captain Kelly Jeter on the phone. Okay, so how do you get an elephant out of Anchorage, Alaska? <laughs> you asked the Air Force to fly her in a C-17. Wow. And that's a, a pretty big plane, I take it. Now, how much does Maggie weigh? Maggie weighs approximately 8,000 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So, obviously, getting her right from the zoo to the airplane must have been tough. How did that happen? Well, you know, it was it was very interesting. They had a, a specially made crate specifically for shipping Maggie. Her crate alone weighed about 10,000 pounds. Uh, we had to uh, to get our excuse me our technicians out there to uh, to inspect the crate and certify that it it was airworthy and that it could handle Maggie and whatever stress she might put on it and whatever stress the aircraft might put on it. And um, they worked the schedule so that uh, Maggie would naturally get used to the crate. And uh, they got crate training nerves. Crate training, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So they put it in her pen several weeks ago and got her used to uh, walking in and out of the crate. And um, actually, this is one of the really interesting things that they also recorded sounds of the C-17 aircraft engines and sounds of uh, what the loader that would load her onto the aircraft sounded like. Wow. And for the last several weeks, they've been playing those sounds in her pen so that she gets used to that sound. Everything went off pretty much without a hitch, I understand, last night, taking off about 7.30 p.m. We flew her to Travis Air Force Base, which is outside Sacramento. Okay. And uh, it was a two-hour drive from there. It was like 55 miles from Travis Air Force Base. And she arrived, probably had a little bit of jet lag is what I'm thinking. Probably. But, it, but yeah, she arrived this morning, and she's doing great. How long was the flight? Uh, the flight was only about four and a half hours. No, no in-flight movies. Right, right. But it was, yeah, we uh, we coordinated with the FAA and made sure that they were aware of our delicate cargo so that in case anything went wrong, they were going to assist us, uh, you know, to, to put down at whatever airport could take us so that we could... Um, we could deal with the uh, with any emergency situation, so we, we definitely greased the skids all the way along. So did anyone travel with her? Did a veterinarian travel with her? Absolutely. She had a, a team of experts that were traveling with her, folks from the zoo, uh, folks from the PAWS organization, uh, a special elephant behaviorist was along that has wow. been with Maggie for the last couple of weeks. Her trainer and veterinarians were, were all along. How much does something like this cost, and who picks up the tab? Well, interesting. Um, in order to make sure that the taxpayer isn't shouldering the burden for this, the PAWS organization stepped up and offered to pay for it uh, because technically the Air Force can't do this sort of thing, especially if there's a, a commercial alternative. Well, it turns out there was not a viable commercial alternative to taking Maggie down there, so uh, we agreed to go ahead and do it with the PAWS organization um, reimbursing us once it's done, and they figure it's going to cost around 200000 this isn't the first animal. This is probably the second animal that you guys moved. I guess there was like a, a killer whale? Right, right. We moved Keiko the whale. I believe that was in 98. Uh, flew him up to, uh, I think he was outside Greenland. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
We appreciate you doing this, by the way. We yes. think this is awesome. awesome. Oh, we loved being a part of it. It was really fun. We we definitely had, we had a crowd at the terminal last night. A bunch of uh, the base children were there to, to see Maggie off, and it was great because just as they were loading her onto the back of the aircraft, she was finally, you know, disappearing into the aircraft. Uh-huh. She gave out two really loud trumpets, and the oh. little kids got so excited. They said, <laughs> bye, Maggie, bye, Maggie. It was, it was great. It was like she was saying goodbye to everybody. Well, now, you live right there in the Anchorage area. Is that correct? I do. Okay, so you, you know this whole story. I guess there's the feeling of uh, emptiness, but yet really happy that Maggie got out. Oh, absolutely. You know, there. You know, she had some trouble this past summer. She got down twice and couldn't get up, and they we had to help her up, and that that kind of set off the alarm. Everybody realized that you know we really do need to bring her to a warmer, more comfortable place, more suitable for an elephant. And uh, so, you know, it's it's mixed reviews. Of one of one of my guys that was on the load crew has lived in Anchorage for a long time, and his kids grew up watching Maggie. You know, because she's she's been at the Anchorage Zoo for twenty five years. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it was a she was a part of life she was a household name around here so everybody was sad to see her go but but glad to know that she was going to be healthy and happy where she's going good work from the for the air force air force spokeswoman captain kelly jeter joining us thank you so much for all you've done oh thank you i appreciate the opportunity you're listening to animal radio you can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com log on learn more cougar time and no stranger to Animal Radio, we welcome back our friend Arden Moore with her latest book. And I got to say, first of all, <laughs> I'm a little bit of a closet cat lover. You know, I love dogs and cats equally You're not species, on air, though. but uh, uh, when I turn off the microphones, I, I'm really into cats. Oh, I like wow. cats. Well, real men love cats. Come the, on. That is Arden go. Moore, the latest Planet Cat, a catalog. It has everything. It's one of those things that you can sit down. What I do, and I'm not embarrassed to say this, I have it right next to the toilet because... That's you, right. Just tidbits. Tidbits of information. Yes. Non-interrupted reading. There you go. And it, it is one of those things that if you wanted to keep reading for... You know, I'd be in the bathroom for hours. It has all all these little tips as well as how to give your cat an IQ test. Uh, why cats paint? Now, we've discussed that before. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's pretty amazing that we even have a picture of a cat who is uh, doing its uh, artwork. And uh, I love the caption we wrote. Like so many tragic artists before him, he stands in the way of his own success because he destroyed the, the masterpiece shortly after completing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about giving your cat an IQ test? Can you really do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. People always think that, you know, there's only uh, the only smart things out there are like border collies. But i, I got to tell you... Uh, uh, cats are quite the in, uh, intelligent uh, beings, too, and we, we cover that right in the book. If anybody's listening, it's over 400 lists. It's right on page 359, because I know everybody's out right now rushing to get this book. Of course. And I do want to make sure everybody knows I wrote it with Harry and Sandy Corin, but there is an IQ test, and we, we really do score the cats. If, uh, if your cat... Uh, uh, scores a certain amount. They're like an Einstein, and if not, uh, they need to go back to kitty school. <laughs> the people that you wrote the book with and you compiled information, because there's a lot of information there. Oh, yeah. There really is. It must have taken years to put together. No, we did it in six months. We have very strong typing fingers, and like you, we love cats. I mean, this book, I call it the me-wow factor, because we have everything from naming the five cats who appeared on The Simpsons Two famous uh, cat lovers like Pope Benedict the Sixteenth and James Dean. That's quite a pairing, and and everything like uh, my favorite though is 
We have 17 gift ideas for the cat who has everything, including a custom wedding dress for cats. A wedding dress? Yeah, the wedding the veil is extra. Oh, wow. You know, I've seen the dogs get married, but I haven't seen any cats get married. You try yeah. to dress up any cats, well, except Judy's. Oh, my yeah. cat uh, wore... It depends on the cat, you know. Some cats are, bring it on, I'm into fashion. My cat wore his devil cape on oh, Halloween. Oh, really, for Halloween? For a couple hours, yes. He ran around the house in it. He just loved it. As long as it's the cat's idea, they're good to go. You know, they're all about dignity. You know, they're like, it's my idea. Okay. I saw something in there that said that there are human traits that drive cats crazy. Oh, what definitely. are those? Oh, Oh, the, one of the biggest ones is pumping up the volume, you know, mm. on our stereo. When you uh-huh. think about it, uh, they can hear better than dogs. They hear three times better than dogs. So it's really, really loud for yeah, them. Yeah, so if you've got, you know, you know, uh, a Bruce Springsteen song cranking, can you imagine what that does to the poor cat's ears? <laughs> the other thing is that they really are creatures of habit. They don't really like it when you forget to feed them in the morning or you, you're tardy by an hour. Um, they're not real big on you rocking and rolling in bed, you know, kicking them around when they're trying to get a good night's sleep because, you know, they need to sleep about 20 hours a day anyway. So at you're least. kind of interrupting. But we wanted to have a little fun with it to show, poke a little fun at us because, after all, we're only human. But there, if we could look at it from the cat's perspective, there are some things that we just drive them crazy, you know, from one roommate to the other. I've learned some uh, very interesting facts from inside the book, and I'm actually going to throw one of these facts out now uh, to the listener, because I have ten of these copies to give away. Planet Planet Cat, a catalog. (laughs) Here's the question. It comes from pretty near the center of the book. How many whiskers... (laughs) How many whiskers do cats have? Now, this is interesting. I never knew that they all had the same amount of whiskers. Is that true? They all have the same amount of whiskers? Well, I have not personally counted the whiskers on all 90 million cats that are in American homes, but um, I would bet the mortgage on it. Okay, if you know, one 405 I'm picturing... Everybody's gathering up their cats. 1-866-405-8405. Tell me how many whiskers cats have, and I will get you for the first 10 listeners that have the uh, answer to this. Planet Cat, a catalog featuring why cats are better than dogs. Yes. How to say cat in 63 languages. Why cats paint. Give your cat an IQ test. Human habits that drive cats crazy. We can get this anywhere, right? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon.com, and you can get it uh, most major bookstores. Um, I, I'm, I think that they're going to be. They just, it just came out November first, so it's brand new. Great holiday gift idea for the cat lover you know, and for yourself. It's great for putting in the bathroom or wherever is a good place for you to roost and read. Arden, you know you've written a lot. How many books have you written? <laughs> well, in the world of pets. I have just finished my 18th pet book since 1999. Well, this collaboration... I'm trying to get it right, darn it. (laughs) Well, you've done it. This collaboration with Harry and Sandra? Right. Awesome. Best yet. Planet Cat, a catalog. Get it at your local bookstore. Let's go to the phones and find out if we have a winner. Arden, we'll talk to you later. Okay? All right. Thanks, guys. It was great to be on your show again. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Valerie. Hi, Val. How are you doing? I'm good, and you? Very well. Where are you calling from? From Southern California. Listening on coast, probably, among one of the stations there. So how many whiskers do you think a cat has? How many whiskers do you think a cat has, Valerie? I'd say about 30 to 40 altogether. 
30 to 40. Can you go ahead and give us an exact guess? Um, let's just say 35. 35. That's a good guess. I'm still counting over here, but 35 is high. A little too high there. one 405 8405 Thanks, Valerie. Hold on. We have consolation prizes for you. Okay. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. Urinoff, finally, something that works. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. They're fighting over a ferret at a San Antonio university. Sarah Sevick asked the Justice Department to find Our Lady of the Lake University in violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act because they won't let her keep Lily, her service ferret, on campus. The school doesn't allow ferrets, but Sarah says her ferret is much more than a furry friend. 19-year-old Sarah suffers from panic attacks, and before getting Lily the ferret, Sarah was unable to keep a job and had to drop out of college. Lily is a registered service ferret that helps Sarah focus on something other than panicking. The school is afraid the ferret might bite another student, and the Justice Department is now reviewing the case. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog SafeGuard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Honey, look, I taught Rocky a new trick. He's 12. You know what they say about old dogs. Hey, Rock, what'd she teach you to do, sleep? (laughs) Funny, no. I taught him to email me when it's time for his vet appointment and vaccinations, notify a call center if he's lost, and give the kennel his feeding and med schedule. Did you give him a a brain implant? No, I bought him a Kuga tag for his collar. Kuga tag? This little USB Kuga tag. Yeah, plugs into any computer. His vital information's right there for the vet or kennel to read. So our address and phone number aren't hanging off Rocky's neck. Wow, neat trick. Yeah, honey. Neat. Kuga Tag, the world's smallest USB pet tag for dogs, cats, even birds. 24-7 Lost Pet Center. Vital health and vet information. Appointment at vaccination, reminder emails, and more. All in a universal, non-invasive, waterproof tag. Let your pet teach you a new trick. Visit KugaTag.com today. That's KugaTag, K-O-O-G-A-Tag.com. Kuga Tag! <laughs> 
Com. Hey, you know anyone who has owned a pet can tell you nothing is more frustrating than their pet soiling in the house. Often they do this in one spot over and over and over again. There's a reason why your pets do this. Pets are attracted to their own unique body scent, which is known as their pheromone. And that pheromone is always left behind in every soiling. Therefore, it's natural for your pet to follow his keen sense of smell and go back to it. So the question is, how do we get the pheromone out so our pets stop resoiling in the house? Well, the good news is there's finally an answer. It's Get Serious Stain, Odor, and Pheromone Extractor. Get Serious is the only stain and odor remover with the ability to remove your pet's pheromone while also getting out the urine odor and any stain. Stop blaming your pets for resoiling when you used a cleaner that didn't get the pheromone out. And don't spend another minute cleaning up unnecessary repeat accidents. Pick up Get Serious today at PetSmart or visit Pet smart.com hey you want to keep a secret from your dog it's the new fish sticks from canine caviar they're good for your dog's teeth gums and also his achy joints and fish sticks from canine caviar are 100 natural completely digestible and contain no chemical preservatives additives or fillers and they're low in calories but don't tell your dog that all they care about is that they taste good get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com that's www.caninecaviar.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update, made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. The real estate foreclosure crisis is claiming family pets. I'm Hal Abrams. According to recent news reports, in areas of the nation where the foreclosure crisis is hitting hard, local animal shelters are seeing a sharp increase in the number of owners surrendering family pets, many citing the loss of their home as their reason. An official at the Escondido Humane Society, located in California, a state hard hit by the recent mortgage industry turmoil, says that the organization receives between 20 and 30 calls per day from people who are losing their homes to foreclosure and have no place for their pets. Now, for some, losing the family pet may seem like the least of worries in a potential foreclosure situation. That is simply not the case for families with children who have grown up with the pets or for many elderly people for whom these pets are near-constant companions. Facing the loss of a pet is akin to the heartbreak of losing family members, as you might know. Now, for families with pets, fighting for closure is often the best bet when it comes to keeping their pets. If you're currently facing a foreclosure threat, don't give up right away. Take advantage of the programs that are designed to help and explore all the options. You may just find that there's a solution that will keep your family and your pets together by avoiding foreclosure. If it does turn out that foreclosure is unavoidable, surrendering pets may still be avoided. With enough time, it's possible to find rentals that do allow pets, though there may be extra costs associated, either a higher security deposit or an extra monthly fee. If time runs short, you may want to try to talk to friends or family into accepting a payment to care for your animals, at least temporarily. You can learn lots more at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. 
earth-conscious consumers have an eco-friendly choice in pet care. The Simple Solution Natural line of 100% all-natural pet products, 100% biodegradable training pads, biodegradable even by California standards. They'll biodegrade faster than an orange peel. Also, Simple Solution Natural Pet Stain and Odor Remover, a great alternative to harsh chemicals found in traditional household cleaners. Simple Solution Natural, based on a way of life. Find Simple Solution at Petco, PetSmart, or your local pet retailer. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, our friend Kip Adada, big animal lover, especially cat lover. Of course, you know him from numerous appearances, trillions of appearances on The Tonight Show, as well as uh, in Vegas, just one of the greatest comedians of all time. Okay, the phones have been ringing white hot. No correct answers on the whisker count yet. We learned earlier. Well, I guess we haven't learned yet. How many whiskers a cat has? Now, I didn't think they all had the same amount of whiskers. I didn't either, and I can't get my cats to sit still. I tried counting. You've been trying, and this is hilarious. We need to put the webcam on Judy counting the cat's (laughs) whiskers. 1-866-405-8405. Up for grabs. You've put together a kitty package, which includes a Kuka tag, this revolutionary ID tag that's small enough for your cat. Yes, you can hook it on your cat's collar. It's tiny, like the size of a nail, your thumbnail. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Debbie in California. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. What part of California are you calling from? Bakersfield. Probably listening on either coast. It is coast. Uh, Tell us, have you counted your cat's whiskers? Do you know how many whiskers a cat has? Actually, I did. I sat down and counted every one. (laughs) How did you do that? (laughs) With tweezers. (laughs) Now, did your cat mind when you did this? No. He's very good. He lays very still. He kind of looked at me kind of odd. But, uh, he was helpful. He was helpful. He knew what was up for He knew what the bounty was. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How many do you think? 24. That is correct. That's it. 24. Very right. good. It's funny. We've had guesses up and below and all around that. Uh, that is very good. Uh, Debbie, hold on one second. We're going to get you a Kuka tag and a special kitty package for your kitty. What is your kitty's name? Tea biscuit. Tea biscuit. He doesn't like it, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a lucky cat today. Yeah, he is. Hold on one second. Once again, the answer: twenty-four whiskers on your average kitty. There. You know what? I'm going to have to do research and yeah, make sure that. Yeah, we don't. The... Cats have extra toes. I wonder if there's some cats that there's have. Got to be that whiskers. oddball out <laughs> yeah. there. Well, I think mine has left now because of the tweezers. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. I think you... Uh, Judy, are you talking to Kip? <laughs> You're talking to Kip off the air here. What? What's the deal? Can we just talk to him on the air? I okay. Well, we were having a private conversation. Hi, Kip. Hey, Al. Yes, how you doing? Good, good. Good to hear your voice. It's, uh, it's been, what, about a year or so since we've spoken? Oh, I don't know. How's seems, Harley? Seems like just yesterday. It, it really... <laughs> How's Harley? Oh, Fine. God bless her. She's my pal. She, she's, as you've always said, the, the one woman you've had the <laughs> longest relationship with. That's right. She's, she doesn't argue with me. And when I have concerns, she takes them seriously. Uh, it's wonderful. You really can't mess up with her, can you? Pardon me? You can't mess up with her. You can't. There's nothing really that you can do, maybe uh, short of not feeding her one the night. The only thing I can do, and it's not, feeding isn't a problem for me, 
because, uh, but if I leave town, she, it takes about four days for her to forgive me when I get back. Wow. What does she do when you come back? She gives me the, you know, the cold shoulder and, uh, and uh, the back end of her tail. She won't sleep with you that night. No, she's, she's, uh, she's miffed. Now, Wendy, what do you do when you go out of town? Do you just uh, pile a lot of food? Up behind there, just hoping she doesn't run out of food. How, do, how does that work? Or do you well, have I've got the I've got the automatic watering thing. Oh, okay. I've got the automatic food dispenser. Really, who needs a human anymore? <laughs> well, it, it's lucky for me to have those things, since I do live alone. Uh, well, there's only one human here, and that's me. Mm. Now, does she think she's a human? She, I don't think, uh, she's never given me the impression that she's anything but my partner. What kind of things uh, go on behind closed doors? Uh, you know, like there's, a, there's some serious amount of belly rubbing going on when me and my cat uh, are behind closed doors. Well, Harley is, uh, uh, one thing about Harley, she loves women. Mm-hmm. If I have a lady friend over, she's all over. She bogarts the the, uh, <laughs> the date. She's working for you. She's she's uh, she loves. I don't know if it's a scent of woman. I don't know what it is, but she loves that. But when we're home alone, we uh, we talk and she we talk and we we have a relationship and we watch TV together and uh, it's uh, it's uncanny, really. Uh, She's a great, she's a mixed breed, uh -huh. alley cat or whatever you want to call her, and uh, she's bright and uh, uh, she's been a great friend. She is a friend. Where does the name Harley come from? Well, I found her under a motorcycle. <laughs> she's hanging out on your motorcycle? No, I was in a motorcycle shop and, and she was a little kitten and... And I uh, said, oh, looky here. And the guy said, yeah, I don't know where she came from. You can have her if you want. Mm. Uh, so I said, I'll take I do want her. So I had her uh, all taken care of. And she's, uh, uh, you know, the one thing uh, that I want, I did have a thought, some thoughts of yesterday, mm -hmm. is fleas. Oh, yes. Now, cats are going to get fleas. I want to let people know a couple of tricks I've learned. Tricks uh, for curing fleas? Yeah. Okay. Now, number one, fleas hate water. Mm. If you water your lawn, you're not going to have fleas. You actually get rid of the fleas uh, organically with water. Well, they, they burrow down far. They do not like water. Mm, okay. So they go down far into the ground and whatever. They, I don't know what they feed on, probably worms and things. But also, they can't stand soap and water. That combination there of soap and water. Yes. So uh, what I've done, and I haven't had this problem in a long time, mm -hmm. but what I've done is uh, taken a pie tin, filled it with soapy water, mm -hmm. and hung a light bulb directly over the center of it. And the fleas would jump towards the light bulb, bounce off and into the soapy water. Do they like light? They like light. They want, they go to the light, like so many insects do. And, and they'll drop in the morning. In the morning, I would empty that pie tin. Uh-huh. 
and uh, and uh, in, in a few days, it's a pretty effective household cure. Really, yeah. uh, and it doesn't use any harmful chemicals. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to imagine the legendary comedian Kipadada <laughs> sitting with his cat Harley. Watching TV. Watching TV with the light bulb uh, right above <laughs> and a, a, a pie tin right below. Watching what I the- do is I, I put that set up together and I turn it on uh, when I go to bed at night. Now, I haven't had a flea problem in years, but when I did, this works great. We want to give this a try. We want to test Kipadada's theory. Oh, if Let- you, I'll, you show me someone with fleas in the house and I'll show you someone with a dry lawn. <laughs> And you know that'll be written somewhere in some of the great quotes yeah. of uh, all time with your name below that there. Now, if somebody looked into your house and saw your relationship with your cat and you talking with your cat, would they think you bizarre? Because, you know, there's that there's the stereotype of the comedian that has the cats. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's the the old maid with the, the cats. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a comedian. Well, Scratch you know, that. I, I'll tell you, the, I, I have no concern about it. It is what it is. <laughs> well, I got to ask you this one question, Kit, because you are one of the few comedians that is still around and still alive. You, you know, you see rock stars, they come back, they do their comeback tours, the Rolling Stones will be around forever. You don't see comedians do comebacks. You don't see Seinfeld doing a come. You, you don't see... The, Interesting you should bring up Seinfeld. He's coming out in a movie. He does the voice uh, of a one B? of the characters in B-movie. Yeah, B-movie. Yeah. But it doesn't count. doesn't count. Has your relationship with your animals made you so non-stressed and healthy well it's, it certainly has uh, I gotta say it's helped I don't think I, I, I think I don't think I'm un- uncommon I think it could be the, the animal becomes a personality within the house we had a turtle named dummy a desert tortoise <laughs> and dummy became because I found dummy in the middle of the road on the way to Vegas <laughs> and dummy became a household member mm-hmm. of the mix you would do anything for him. Well, Dummy didn't require a whole lot of maintenance, but he, he was great to come out and would feed him his vegetables, and he'd disappear and then come out when he wanted to, and he pretty much took us for granted. Dummy wasn't so dumb, was he? No. <laughs> and, of course, they enhance your sense of humor, too. I know they enhance my sense of humor. Well, you hit it on the head when you said they, they're they relaxing, they lower your stress level. They're finding, I don't have to tell you, they're finding more and more reasons to have animals in in uh, facilities where people are ill. Mm-hmm. Therapy animals, lots of therapy animals. Yeah. Kip, we're out of time, but it is good to talk with you. Now I understand that you have a lot of goings on at the website there. Oh, please hook me up. Hook with your listeners on kipadata.com and tell them go on there and and. Uh, Give me the information, so I'll send them a joke of the day, five days a week. It's like the funny papers. Uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, I enjoy doing it, and it gets me traffic to the website. Well, let me tell you what it does for me, because I, I come in so serious every day. <laughs> I, I come in, a cup of coffee in hand, grumbly, grumbly, grumbly. And I get that email there, and I see that. And I realize, you know, it's only a radio show. Really? Hopefully, that's that's high praise for me. I, I want that exact reaction. You have some good provocative things going on every day. You can sign up for the newsletter. 
kipadada.com. Now, let me spell this for you. It's K-I-P-A-D-D-O-T-T-A.com. Yeah. And if they search, thank you, Hal. If they search Kip or they Kip search Adada, even if they misspell Adada, they'll find me. Well, they might also find those pictures you've been trying to get rid of for so long uh, on MySpace. Uh, no, not my uh, YouTube. YouTube, I've been on my. There were some videos up of me. I ignore them. I don't. You know, it's, it's not of no concern. Uh-huh. <laughs> and of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Kip Adada joining us. Thank you so much. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you, Hal. Thank you, Judy. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. Honey, look, I taught Rocky a new trick. He's 12. You know what they say about old dogs. Hey, Rock. What'd she teach you to do, sleep? (laughs) Funny, no. I taught him to email me when it's time for his vet appointment and vaccinations, notify a call center if he's lost, and give the kennel his feeding and med schedule. Did you give him a a brain implant? No, I bought him a Kuga tag for his collar. Kuga tag? This little USB Kuga tag. Yeah, plugs into any computer. His vital information's right there for the vet or kennel to read. So our address and phone number aren't hanging off Rocky's neck. Wow, neat trick. Yeah, honey. Neat. Kuga Tag, the world's smallest USB pet tag for dogs, cats, even birds. 24-7 Lost Pet Center. Vital health and vet information. Appointment and vaccination reminder emails and more. All in a universal, non-invasive, waterproof tag. Let your pet teach you a new trick. Visit KugaTag.com today. That's KugaTag, K-O-O-G-A Tag.com. Cougatag.com. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew, gross. Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Hi, this is Greg Rickhart from The Young and the Restless on Animal Radio, encouraging you to spay and neuter your pets. Thank you guys so much. Cougar time! Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. You know, I get this question a lot. People come up to me and they say, Hal. Okay, they, they don't really. But hypothetically, it could, it could happen. They say, Hal, you've been in radio all your life and you've loved animals all your life. What was your first pet? And uh, like many, my first pet was a rock. A pet rock, the big fad of the, what was that, the 70s? The 70s, I think, yes. I'm really not that old. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Uh, my pet rock was uh, very influential in my life and uh, gave me unconditional love. And at that time taught me to care uh, for something. Inanimate as it was, it, it was still something. It was, And the day that I lost my pet rock was... Was a tough one. For traumatic, me. very it was traumatic. Very traumatic. I really never got over it. Uh-huh. This morning, I come to the studio front doors when the doorbell rings, and uh, there in a box 
with holes in it, and that's the first sign there. There's a box with holes in it. Something's alive. Something's breathing, and I'm thinking, oh, geez, you know, someone has dropped off an animal here at the Animal Radio Studios for us to take care of. Another one. Another one. We have plenty. And I look further, and I see that this animal, uh, while breathing, uh, did not produce any steam on the mirror that I put under its nose. But, nonetheless, was uh, something that intrigued me. I had to get the person responsible for this on the phone. Tim Clarkson, VP of Marketing for a company called Perfect Pets. Thank you very much. That's uh, spelled with a Z at the end. Long Lots Z. of Z's. Did you see the Z there? He is joining us. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Very, Very good. good. Tell us, this perfect pet, it looks like a cat. It's in a box on a, on a, on a uh, well, it has a little bed and a brush, and it's breathing. <laughs> it, it's certainly breathing all the time, exactly. Yeah, how long does it breathe for? I mean, it's... As long uh, as it, it's alive. Well, as I'm, long as it's alive, exactly. <laughs> no, it, it, it will actually breathe for about seven months on the... Uh, two batteries that are in there. Mm, okay, this is a toy that could be used for, I don't know, what, introducing children to animals? Well, it's, it's a lot more than children. Certainly, children are big recipients of the gifts of these. Most of them are used for gifts. Uh, however, we really see it's really all over the board. For anybody that wants that, you know, a pet adoption, pet experience, uh-huh. but can't have a pet. Would you say it is the pet rock of the new generation, the new century? Well, I'm barely old enough to remember the pet rock, uh, but uh, it could be that. Uh, but it really is uh, probably even more than that um, because, as you know, um, you know, animals and pets certainly aren't trendy like no. the pet rock was. But it is breathing. It's sort of freaky. Now, does it do anything with the brush? Or? Well, yeah, the, br- the brush is really there just to you know, love on the pet. Um, you know, what we see typically is that somebody that you know, would love to have a pet but perhaps can't, whether it's a you know, child that you mentioned, could be an elderly person living um, in assisted living or just can't care for a pet, or even a college student living in a dorm room, and they just can't have real pets there. And so this is the next best offering to that, and it's just a, you know, the brush is there just to love on them and just take care of them just like you would any other real pet. Judy, you're always confused with the trainers that, uh, all the different kind of trainers that are out there. You don't know if you should do the Caesar Milan or if you should do the, uh, the Tyson Kilmer way of the training. Blotty. The Blotty. to yes. Margeller. Uh, with this particular pet, that won't be an issue, will it? No, it certainly won't be. That's the nice thing about it is that you get to you know give this pet all the love and attention that you want, but you don't have all the uh, vet bills, you don't have the cleanup, you don't have the mess, you don't have the food you have to buy. Uh, you just get to experience all the love and the emotion that you would have with a normal pet. And it already comes to you trained. Exactly. Very exactly. Good. Yeah, it's, it's it's very well behaved right when you receive it. So it's great if you live in an apartment in the city. Uh, you don't have to uh, walk it at three in the morning or groom it. But yet it is uh, it is adorable. Now, where can we get something like this? It comes with a certificate of adoption, and you can register online. What happens when you register? It just allows you to name your pet and register it, and then we'll keep you up to speed on any new breeds. Uh, for example, we've just launched six new breeds, so that gives us a total of 30 breeds, and there'll be uh, many more coming uh, next year as well. Um, but to answer your question on where they're available, it's really two primary spots. We have, um, gosh, several thousand kind of mom-and-pop traditional gift stores that sell these. And, of course, they're available at our website, which is perfectpets.com, with three Zs at the end. 
you know, and they're very lifelike. I have to admit, I set mine out, and it was breathing on the floor in the bed, and my cats all kind of gathered around it, and they were looking at it, and they really thought it was real. Did they? They did. You should have seen them. They were almost frightened of it. It was so cute to watch them. Exactly. You know, I just got an uh, email just the other day from a guy. He and his family had gone on vacation, and his daughter um, had one of their pets with them. Uh, perfect pets with them and they left it sitting on the bed in the hotel room and left and came back later that day and apparently the house cleaning people had seen it and reported them for having a pet in their in their hotel and they'd gotten a nasty message from the manager oh no yeah so they are very lifelike oh no no doubt they are very very lifelike when i saw this on the doorstep i said oh my god there's another cat i can't believe that okay they're saying it costs uh, anywhere from twenty eight hundred dollars to almost uh, fifty thousand dollars to raise a pet depending on the kind of pet and how long mm-hmm. how much does perfect pets cost we typically see them uh in the 30 to 40 range So a lot less. Much smaller on the vet bills as well. The website is www.perfectpets. That's P-E-T-Z-Z-Z dot com. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Now, we have an orange tabby to give away. Yes, we do. And we have a golden retriever to give away. Is that the gold? What do you have? There? I have the pug. No, this is the pug. This one's for me. So these, uh, the, they actually have not been opened. They're still uh, shrink-wrapped and in the closet. Not breathing yet, but breathing as soon as they arrive on your doorstep. You can bring the life to them. one 405 8405 A great holiday gift. I like that. Perfect. And put on the desk over there. Of course, this will be one of those things that will always uh, be in the studio here. You know, we should put a webcam on the studio so people can see all the see? freaky, yes. freaky stuff we have here. one 405 646-405-8405. If you don't get through, check out the website, perfectpets.com. Tim, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, guys. You take care. It just flies by so fast. That's all we have for this hour. If you're leaving us now, remember there's lots more streaming online 24-7, plus your latest breaking news at animalradio.com. Remember, if you get a pet, please spay or neuter. If it happens to be a cat, don't declaw. And always adopt from your shelter. I'm Judy Francis. I'm Hal Abrams. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Welcome to Hour 2 of our Cougar Tag Weekend right here on Animal Radio. Remember, anytime you hear the Cougar call, this hour, 1-866-405-8405, and you'll pick up a Cougar Tag, which, of course, is the world's smallest USB tag to put on your cat. You could even put it on your bird, I understand. Wow. Your people are using that on your bird. I think we should play it for them so they know what it sounds like, what they're listening for. Okay, this for. is what you're listening for if you're just joining us this hour. This doesn't count, okay? But when you hear this, you'll call Call 1-866-405-8405. Here it is, the cougar call. Cougar time! Of course, that didn't count there. I was just yeah, showing you test. what that was all about. Also, this hour, do our pets have souls? Do they know right from wrong? Do they have the ability to love 
Also, Maggie the Elephant from Anchorage to Sacramento. Uh, wow, that's quite a quite a culture shock, I would imagine. Yes. We're going to go to pause. That's the sanctuary where she is and actually find out how she's doing. Uh, also, many of our pets... Uh, are predisposed to some of the same diseases that we are. And we're going to find out how breast cancer may be something that your pet, your dog, your cat uh, may be predisposed to all the information on the way as well as Susan Sims' Fido-friendly travel pick. Let's go to the phones. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Ophelia from Los Angeles. Is that a flower? I don't think so. It's the name of uh, Hamlet's character. Oh, Hamlet's character. Okay. Okay, there you go. I just don't read enough Hamlet. No, you so, don't. So I, I kind of missed that part of high school. But a uh, beautiful name, nonetheless. What can we do for you today? Well, I have a question. I have a two-year-old uh, American Eskimo. Uh-huh. And approximately about six months ago, I started noticing that the pigmentation in his nose was was fading. So now he's got, like, pink uh coloration on his nose. Hmm. Is that a problem, Judy? Is that, or does that normally happen? You know, it happens a lot. It's not really too much to be concerned about. It, it, a lot of dogs have this inherent disease where it usually happens around two years of age. It's a disease? It is a disease, but it usually doesn't cause any problems. Uh, normally, it's in some of the bigger dogs, German Shepherds, um, Newfoundlands, Dobermans, Rottweilers, you'll see a lot of this in. And, you know, it really varies. Some dogs lose the pigment in their nose during the winter season, hmm. but it comes back during the summer. Well, but you're in California, is that correct? Yeah. That's correct. So there is no winter no season. No winter there. No. Um, Do you know what snow is? <laughs> I'm just checking. Not really. Okay. Well, so so uh, should she worry about this? Well, you know, sometimes it's caused by um, allergies, such as if... Do you use, like, a plastic bowl for your dog food? Um, I think we were, but right now we have a, a steel. Uh-huh. Because sometimes they're allergic to their plastic, and when their nose makes contact and stuff, it can cause an allergy, and it can cause the color to go away. But not the case here. No, not the case. Um in the summer, you definitely want to put sunscreen on him you, because that pink can really get sunburned and cause a lot of problems. So, put, Do they make a sunscreen for animals or is it just regular it's sunscreen? It's just regular sunscreen. You okay. can put human sunscreen on his nose. And, you know, I, I still always advise everyone yeah. go, go to, to the, the vet. vet. Yeah. yeah, you know, just to make sure. But, you know, if there's no lesions or anything like that, chances are it's just it's a normal reaction and stuff. But, you know, I'd sleep better at night if you go and have him checked out by your vet. <laughs> Well, I, I did try the uh, sunscreen, and uh-huh. he just won't keep it on. He, he'll he run into his uh, house, and he'll just rub it off. Oh, well, that's interesting. I don't know, don't know what the solution for that is. We'll have to work on that one there. He, yeah. he just rubs it off on what, the furniture? His, uh, his pillow. <laughs> on his pillow. Doesn't, doesn't like, like sunscreen. That, yeah. uh, maybe a different kind of sunscreen. Maybe he doesn't like the smell, perhaps? I was thinking that maybe the one I was using was too oily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah try, yeah. There's, yeah, try like a lotion or something that you can rub in, and then you can get most of it in before he has a chance to either lick it off or rub it off. I have a question. Someone told me that um, it may be related to the fact that I haven't fixed him yet. Mm. No. No, but, you, okay. you know, that that is unrelated. But if he is, you said, two years old, I would definitely recommend having him neutered. Okay. Is there a reason why you haven't had him fixed yet? Well, honestly, you can be honest. It's old Hal and Judy here with you. Well, I, I just was concerned about maybe that causing them some harm or actually, you know, pain. 
that uh, spaying and neutering your animals not only prevents them from harm, it actually there's a, there's a, it works on different levels. First of all, any kind of uterine or hormonal prostate, prostate cancers usually are eliminated if this is done early enough. And also, uh, if your dog isn't in heat and isn't running around in the neighborhood uh, looking to get a little, chances are it will uh, stay healthier. And he can live longer also. Yeah, you can live longer too. So, so I'm going to encourage you to go out and take care of that. Yeah, yeah. we're actually going to do that probably this year just because he has gotten a little crazy on me. Yeah, yeah that's so. the, you know guys and <laughs> they get crazy yeah. when those hormones are out of control. Exactly. That's not going to that's not going to help his nose turn black, but it'll help him on so many other levels. <laughs> okay, great. Very good. Very good. We're going to hook you up with something from the prize closet here. We don't know what yet. I'll let you and uh, Judy roam through the prize closet. And and pick something out for uh, your dog and yourself, okay? All right, thanks. Hold Thank on. you very much for calling. Love your name. one 405 Animal Radio. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. When Animal Radio began just at the turn of the century there. With turn of the century. Boy, we sound old, huh? <laughs> yeah, it does. It, uh, it had some humble beginnings. But we had some wonderful guests on, very provocative, evocative people. And one of those people was Gary Kowalski. And since then, Gary Kowalski has a brand new book out. And he deals with some of the issues, I believe, that he actually dealt with in his first book. Uh, Do animals have souls? Are they aware of death? Are they even conscious of themselves? Do they experience love? Do they know right from wrong? All of these questions... I, I think I know answers to these because I have a very tight connection with my animals. I think they know right from wrong. I'm pretty sure they do because I they know they when do. they're doing wrong. Yes. We have Gary Kowalski on the phone with us. Hi, Gary. How are you doing? Hi, Hal. Where are we calling you today? I'm in Burlington, Vermont. Where it must be absolutely beautiful this time of year. It is. We're having a great autumn here. Well, I want to get down to the dirt here. Some of the questions that I just talked about, I want to touch on if that's okay. Well, I, I, I hope we do. Do animals have souls? For, for me, the question there is, do animals experience all those feelings and emotions that kind of lift us above the biological plane, that, that uh, fill us with spirit? You know, and, and my book asks the questions, why do animals uh, play? Why do they dance? Do they dream? Do they grieve? Do they love because those are all the spiritual qualities we think of making us as most uniquely human and that some people think set us apart from other species mm. what about love because i uh, i don't know if i'm being anthropomorphic by thinking that my cat loves me well i don't know about cats how <laughs> have questions about cats but you're not being anthropomorphic. You know, that was the great scientific sin of the last century to project human characteristics onto non-humans. But really, some of the great scientists of, of the 20th century uh, broke through that uh, paradigm. Conrad Lawrence, who spent most of his life uh, studying birds, really one of the founders of uh, animal science, said that birds, birds definitely experience love because because that emotion is is centered in the midbrain in the limbic system, and 
it's it's not so much in the frontal lobes, which aren't so much uh, developed in avian species, perhaps. But the the the, uh, the limbic system is very highly developed. So you know, he he observed this in birds, and there's the great story of the two birds who were walking on the 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 plane, and one was uh, walking ahead of the others. These were these were geese, and the one in front kept flying into the air, circling around, honking. The other one lagged behind and just stayed on the ground. And when you got closer, you could see what was going on. These were a pair. They'd mated for life, and the female who was walking behind had broken her wing. But the the male in front refused to to leave or, or abandon her. You know, birds certainly experience love. Lauren said, and in making that statement, it's not anthropomorphizing. It's not projecting human characteristics onto animals. It's recognizing animal characteristics in, in human beings. It's our animal nature that enables us as people to, to share and experience trust and loyalty and intimacy. You hear people say all the time that animals have... Uh so much to teach us. They even make fun of it. You have you hear it so many times. Well, it gets it gets a bit outworn, but I I I think it is true, and certainly ancient peoples believed that. Uh, Native Americans believed that human beings were really the the younger siblings, and they looked at uh, the plants and animals as as all of my relations, and they were really our elders here who who could teach us a great deal. I said we're here in, in Burlington, Vermont. Uh, Vermont is famous for its its syrup. And, you know, the European settlers got that from the native people who lived here. But where did the native people learn it? Well, actually, squirrels make maple syrup. A squirrel will, a squirrel will go out. To, you know, the, 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 tree, the sap starts rising Usually early in March, it takes uh, warm days and cold nights to start the sap, and the squirrel will bite through the bark of the tree, and you need, a, you need lots of sap to make sugar. The farmer has to boil about 40 gallons to get a gallon of syrup, but the squirrel accomplishes that just by letting it ooze out and evaporate in the sun, comes back the next day, and he has a very sweet little treat. So so the Europeans learned it from the Abnaki, the, the native people, but the Abnaki probably learned it from the squirrels. Can animals be our teachers? Uh, think about that the next time you pour syrup on your pancakes. We're with Gary Kowalski. The brand new book, The Soul of Animals, is an awesome book. One of those books that uh, you can sit down just for five minutes or for several hours. You don't have to dedicate a giant block of time. I know that you, when you pick up novels, Judy, you're in that novel for, oh, for a I'll long time. Finish it in one sitting. I won't get up. Very inspirational stuff. My cat, one of my cats here, is sick. And uh, he has a he's a rare blood disease. It probably will be fatal in the long run. But you see, he is the happiest little guy in the world. There's nothing that he's worried about. He, you, in fact, you couldn't even tell that he was sick unless you took his blood. Mm-hmm. Are animals aware of death? Well, I'm sorry to hear hear about your your cat, Hal. Well, he's uh, happy though. Uh, yeah. I... I, 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 I think sometimes, and in some instances, they're aware of death. They ponder that like we do. And I, I tell the story of the elephants, for example, and there are so many cases of, of elephants who 
certainly seem to have some awareness of the end of life and in the wild when they come across the carcass of a, a uh, dead elephant will stop and inspect the bones and, and feel them, particularly the skull with their trunk, trying to recognize the individual that's died, often carry the bones around as, as though they're looking for a, a proper resting place for them. And, and uh, you know, many observers report burials or what look very much like funerals taking place when one member of the family uh, dies or, or is killed. The other members stay with it, bury it, cover the, cover the body with earth and vegetation so it's hard it, we can't really get inside the mind of of another creature who speaks a different language uh, but it doesn't seem to me at all to be uh, take take too much imagination to suggest that these animals are, are troubled by the fact of death just as we are and have some of the same feelings of of grief and and remorse and despondency I see my cat the very same cat playing with his tail like it was not attached is he conscious of himself does he know that tail belongs to him <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm not a cat person i have i, I have to that. tell you but my 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 dog who's 10 now would chase his tail constantly when he was a, a pup and we, we weren't sure we'd gotten the brightest dog in the litter, to tell you the truth. <laughs> they probably have a better body sense than we do, you know. These other, these other creatures, their senses are usually sharper than ours, and cats and their athletic build, uh, ability, they certainly have to have a good body sense uh, to position themselves in space and, and do those acrobatic leaps that they do. I, I'm sure he knows where his tail is. <laughs> Well, you know, there's that uh, video that was circulating around the Internet of a dog with some kind of a bone or a biscuit, and I believe it was his foot. He would bring up his foot towards the biscuit and growl at his foot and snap at it, and then the foot would, <laughs> the foot would go back down, and then he'd chew on his biscuit, and the foot would come back up, and he was treating it like a, a foreign object, like it wasn't part of him that was trying uh -huh. to get his treat. It reminds me of those those studies that I talk about in my book where they... They try to um, measure for self-awareness, and, and with human infants, you know, they do this. They put a red dot on an infant's nose and, and surreptitiously and then put the infant before a mirror. And somewhere along the age of around two, an, an, an infant will recognize their own image in the mirror and, and mm -hmm. said, that's my nose with the red dot on it and <laughs> give a startled look of surprise uh great apes also do that so they have they have the capacity for self-recognition and it was just recently reported that elephants as well have this uh self-awareness that they they share with with humans some simpler simply different species like uh Fish will actually uh, attack their own reflected images. Uh -huh. See that? See that as a threat or a competitor. So, <laughs> the dog and his and his hind leg. Um, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> the souls of animals. I'm going to give away five copies for uh, for this uh, Thanksgiving right now. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If you'd like to pick up a copy for Thanksgiving, because it's the perfect 
perfect book for the holidays. It's called The Souls of Animals. It's on New World Library. You can go to Amazon.com. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Judy Howe. It's been a pleasure. Gary Kowalski on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Honey, look, I taught Rocky a new trick. He's 12. You know what they say about old dogs. Hey, Rock, what'd she teach you to do, sleep? (laughs) Funny, no. I taught him to email me when it's time for his vet appointment and vaccinations, notify a call center if he's lost, and give the kennel his feeding and med schedule. Did you give him a, a brain implant? No. I bought him a Kuga tag for his collar. Kuga tag? This little USB Kuga tag. Oh. Yeah, plugs into any computer. His vital information's right there for the vet or kennel to read. So our address and phone number aren't hanging off Rocky's neck. Wow, neat trick. Yeah, honey. Neat. Cougar Tag, the world's smallest USB pet tag for dogs, cats, even birds. 24-7 Lost Pet Center. Vital health and vet information. Appointment and vaccination reminder emails and more. All in a universal, non-invasive, waterproof tag. Let your pet teach you a new trick. Visit CougarTag.com today. That's CougarTag, K-O-O-G-A-Tag.com. CougarTag.com. Do you know what you're serving for dinner tonight? If the FDA has its way, the milk and meat you see at the grocery store could come from cloned animals. And you won't even know because it won't be labeled. Cloning animals for food involves more than just food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues must also be considered. The cloning process uses hundreds of animals to produce just one clone, causing death or severe health problems for most of the animals involved. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society to learn more about the problems with animal cloning at www.endanimalcloning.org. That's www.endanimalcloning.org. And have a voice in what you are serving for dinner tonight. Animal Radio is brought to you by Get Serious, a stain and pheromone remover so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Don't take any more excuses, women. It's time to get serious. Get Serious is available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew, gross. Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. With family gathering around the dinner pet table, the last thing that you want to do on Thanksgiving is rush your dog or cat to the emergency room. A few simple precautions will help make sure your holiday feast remains festive. It's only natural for us to want to share our delicious dinner with our pets. After all, we do consider them to be part of the family. 
and many pet owners feel their dogs or cats should share in the holiday food. Well, in fact, more than 60% of us will feed our pets from the Thanksgiving Day table. But all good intentions aside, there are many holiday treats that can cause serious medical problems for our pets. Our signature dish, that Thanksgiving Day turkey, might seem harmless enough, but the wrong parts of the bird can cause vomiting, diarrhea, and even intestinal blockages. Now, while a little small piece of white lean meat might be a nice treat for your dog or cat, avoid giving your pet any of the skin, fatty pieces, and especially those bones. The skin and fat of a turkey can cause digestive upset or worse, a condition known as pancreatitis, and that can be severe in small breeds of dogs. This is inflammation of the pancreas, and it's very painful for pets, and it is very common during holiday seasons. I've even seen this condition be rapidly fatal. Poultry bones of any type should be avoided as they tend to break and splinter easily. These fragments of bone can then lodge in your pet's digestive tract, causing an obstruction or potentially perforate through the tract, setting up a life-threatening infection and emergency. Likewise, discarding items that were used to cook the turkey should be done with care. Basting bags, skewers, and strings with the smell of the bird on them might be eaten by a hungry pet and cause problems. Be sure to dispose of these in a pet-proof container, preferably behind a locked door. There are other items on the table that can cause problems too. Any high-fat or extremely spicy food has the potential to upset our pet's normal digestive process. Foods prepared with onions or onion powder can cause destruction of your pet's red blood cells if consumed. Grapes and raisins are known to cause kidney failure, and even those delectable baked goods can be dangerous. Some of these desserts contain the artificial sweetener xylitol that has been implicated in liver failure and a sudden decrease in blood sugar in dogs. And under no circumstances should you ever give your pet alcohol. Remind all your Thanksgiving guests that your pet has her or his own food and there's no need to give them treats from the table. If your dog or cat continues to beg during dinner time, it might be wise just to put them in another area until dinner is over. Talk with your family veterinarian about emergency services during the holidays and keep that number posted and easy to find. Following these guidelines will keep your whole family home for the holidays. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys. Reporting for Animal Radio. Cougar time! Hi, this is David Fry on Animal Radio. I want you to think about this. It's much more important what we learn from our dogs than what we teach them. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. We're learning the same diseases, the same diseases that affect us, affect our animals. We learned heart disease is prevalent or can be in certain felines earlier. Mm-hmm. Also, breast cancer. Believe that in dogs and cats. I don't know if it's common. We'll find out. Dr. Gerald Post, a veterinary oncologist at the Veterinary Oncology and Hematology Center in Norwalk, Connecticut, is joining us. Doctor, how are you doing? I am doing well. Is breast cancer prevalent in our animals? 
Yeah, we do see uh, a fair number of uh, cases of uh, mammary gland tumors in both dogs and cats. And certainly in dogs, it's um, much more prevalent if they are unspayed. In cats, spaying does decrease the risk slightly, um, but in dogs, spaying an animal, especially before the first heat, substantially decreases the risk. So is this only the female of the species that gets it, or do the males get it as well? Well, just like in humans, you know, breast cancer is much, much more common in females. There are rare cases of mammary gland cancer or breast cancer in male pets, but much, much less. It's reduced greatly by having the animal spayed prior to the first heat cycle. That is correct. Which is just another reason to have your animals spayed and neutered and uh, before their cycle. And now for cats, when is that? And and for dogs, respectively. So basically, you know, it depends upon the breed. So typically we recommend by six months. You know, they say birds are great indicators <laughs> of, uh, of what's around you. The canary in a coal mine? Yeah, I, I've used that analogy many times over the last couple of months. Same thing with our, our cats and dogs, yeah? Well, we think so. And, and you know, it's, it's very interesting because one of the foundations that I work with, the Animal Cancer Foundation, funds comparative oncology research to evaluate such things because we really believe that, like you said, the cancers that dogs and cats get are just like the cancers that people get. And because they live a, what's called a compressed lifespan, in other words, they live instead of 100 years, they live 10 years, and therefore their diseases occur in a much more compressed time frame. If we can figure out what causes cancer in dogs and cats, it's likely that those same things are causing cancer in us. So if we can prevent those things or, or decrease the risk in our dogs and cats, we may be able to then translate that into decreased risk for people. Looking for mammary cancer in humans is often tactile. I guess it's done by the doctor who feels for lumps. lumps. Right. Same thing for the, for the cats? Well, same thing. But, you know, I, I would also say that, you know, just like in people, you know, the big trend is for, you know, self-examination, okay. self-advocacy. Um, I would say owners should be on the lookout for any lumps, bumps, irregularities in the mammary tissue. And, you know, they should feel those, especially, you know, in middle-aged to older animals every so often. And there's a list of 10 warning signs of cancer on both the uh, veterinary oncology website, which is uh, oncovet.com, as well as the Animal Cancer Foundation website, which is www.animalcancer.org. Um, but, yeah, feeling those mammary glands, um, both on the right and the left side, for any lumps, bumps, hard hardening changes in their texture um, should warrant bringing your pet into your local veterinarian and then potentially to a specialist. And because they have no opposable thumbs, this is something that your guardian uh, <laughs> should, should be doing. To, to, and you should do that with your whole animals, just always kind of make sure they have nothing, ticks, bites, whatever on them. That's correct. Is there a certain position you should place your animal in to get the best feel for anything that might be there? You know, typically what we do, you know, when we examine an animal is, you know, have them lie on the floor or on the exam table, you know, uh -huh. on their side and uh -huh. feel one side and then flip them over to the other side and feel the other. Um, some animals, you know, especially if they're home, are much more comfortable, for instance, in the owner's lap. And, you know, you can have, you know, someone hold the animal in the lap and, uh, you know, a spouse or, you know, the same person feel the mammary glands that way. If it's uh, more progressed, some of the signs might be weight loss or sores. What else? Sure. So typically for mammary tumors, what we'll look for is a um, lump or bump within the mammary tissue itself. 
Um, if it goes to progression, or if it progresses, you can see a non-healing wound or redness or a sore. Um, and then if it progresses even further, you can see an enlarged lymph node. And then if it really progresses, for instance, if it metastasizes or spreads to the lungs, you can see weight loss, a loss of appetite, a cough, things like that. And, and you know, the, you know, the other uh, other end of the spectrum is. Uh, if your pet does have mammary cancer, um, the diagnosis of mammary cancer is, is certainly not a death sentence. And when caught early, just like in people, um, it, it really dramatically increases the pet's chance of a good long-term survival because small tumors are treated, uh, uh, when treated aggressively, uh, th- those animals can do very, very, very well. And even if it does spread or if it is large, um, Surgery plus chemotherapy is very well tolerated by most animals and does help the animal um, to have both an increased quantity of life as well as an increased quality. You know, it's very, chemotherapy is very different in animals than it is in people because in veterinary oncology, we really have to uphold two pillars, and those are not only increased quantity of life but also increased quality. Yeah, well, you make a living out of doing this. You probably see a lot of great, warm success stories happening there at the Veterinary Oncology and Hematology Center in Norwalk. Correct. Do they have a website? We do. It's www.oncovet.com. Dr. Gerald Post joining us. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Learn more at animalradio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, and remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet. At Onesto Organics, we believe in whole foods for the whole animal. All of our human-grade organic pet foods are unrefined and dehydrated to preserve vital nutrients. Our veggie hides for dogs are delicious, nutritious, and completely free of grain, gluten, corn, and soy. Onesto Organics, we're all about healthful goodness for your pet. Honestly, nothing less will do. Check us out at www.onestaorganics.com. PetGadgets.com. If you're looking for innovative and high-tech pet products, PetGadgets.com. Unique and high-tech products that you won't find at your local pet store. PetGadgets.com. Find the latest products that will make life easier for you and your pet. PetGadgets.com. Everything from massage beds to a remote-controlled tennis ball launcher. PetGadgets.com. Be top dog in your neighborhood. Shop at PetGadgets.com. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. 
Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Do you know what you're serving for dinner tonight? If the FDA has its way, the milk and meat you see at the grocery store could come from cloned animals. And you won't even know because it won't be labeled. Cloning animals for food involves more than just food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues must also be considered. The cloning process uses hundreds of animals to produce just one clone, causing death or severe health problems for most of the animals involved. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society to learn more about the problems with animal cloning at www.endanimalcloning.org. That's www.endanimalcloning.org. And have a voice in what you are serving for dinner tonight. Cougar time! Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Final friendly travel talk on Animal Radio with our dear friend Susan Sims. And uh, this is one lady who has the best geek in the world. She travels with her pets and she gets to write about it in Fido Friendly Magazine. And we're lucky that she shares it with us. You've actually picked out one place, one special place that you're going to give us this week in just a couple of minutes. Uh, I'm not even going to hesitate to make a guess here. I'm just going to let <laughs> you tell me what it's all about. Also, okay. Also, you have a travel tip. I do. So uh, it's. I guess we're going to call this our Picks and and Tips. Picks and Tips. Picks and, and tips. tips. There you go. It's Picks and Tips with Susan Sims. We, we really need to get an intro. Like, Guido, can you get a... Guido's going to work on an intro for the next time. Guido, I love so it. Good. Well, my travel tip is about making preparations for your road trip with your dog. And I like to make a list. And I keep it along with all the Fido necessities in the same spot. In fact, it's a great idea to have a little spare bag packed with things. So maybe you have a duplicate going on, but it's really important that that's going to carry your vet records, your extra leashes, your dog collars, your tags, food and water, and your pet first aid kit. Also, towels are a really good idea. And this way, if an emergency comes up or just a last-minute road trip, you are good to go. You just grab that spare bag and out the door you go. Now, where's a good place to travel with our pet? Well, I'm all about going out into the snow, and, and um, we've talked about Telluride before, and there's so many places in Telluride, Colorado, but one of my favorites is the Hotel Columbia in Telluride. It's been there for a long, long time, and they even have a restaurant and bar that's part of the hotel for Apres Ski, and you know when Fido's tired out, and you can uh, let him stay in his crate in a room, and you can go down there and, and uh, look out the window and, and see people still skiing around, but they have a host dog. It's a, it's a yellow lab named Levi. 
and he's always there when you check in. So he's he's part of the, he's part of the group there, and uh, he, he welcomed us every morning. And uh, my dogs could care less, but anyway, it was <laughs> it was great. And <laughs> what's really cool is they have a pet friendly gondola, and this is right next to that, and uh, it's free to go. And uh, they have designated gondolas. They'll have a little picture of a cat and a dog. So you just wait for that uh, pet designated gondola and jump in and take your your critters up. It's about a twelve mile a twelve minute ride, and you're up at the top to Mountain Village, and there's a whole lot of things to do. So, Hotel Columbia and Telluride, I think that's that's my pick, and um, you can go online to Columbia Telluride.com. I have to ask, a cat and a dog, do you ever see any cats up there? Well, we didn't see any cats, but uh, it, it's so dog crazy up there, but uh, it's nice that they're equal opportunity. <laughs> I know that Telluride is also very beautiful during the summer, too. So when you take those gondola rides up, you can actually go hiking with your dog. It's breathtaking, really. All these travel picks that you have are in Fido Friendly magazine. You can get that at Barnes & Nobles. You can go online to FidoFriendly.com. Where else can you get that? Well, you can stop in the Borders and PetSmart, and uh, it's nationwide. So you should be able to pick that up. And if not, like you said, go online and subscribe to FidoFriendly.com. Very good. It's Susan Sims with Fido Friendly Travel Talk on Animal Radio. That was fun. I liked it. Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. It was a little over a year ago that we had Bob Barker on with us. We were talking about Ruby the elephant. From the L.A. Zoo. L.A. Zoo. I said, you know what, Bob, there's... There's an elephant up there in Alaska, in Anchorage, where we used to live. Maggie, who's in this very same situation. And we started following the news, the buzz going on in Anchorage, Alaska. Of course, no one ever thought Maggie would make it out. <laughs> I didn't. I really I didn't. I didn't think that they would let her go. And, uh, of course, we're happy to report that last week Maggie was flown in a C-17 transport plane with the U.S. Air Force to pause a great sanctuary just outside of the Sacramento area, a sanctuary that's taken in uh, many elephants that have, well, they, they haven't lived the greatest lives up till now when they get there at the sanctuary. We have Pat Derby on the phone? Yes. I just wanted to make sure you were there, Pat. Of course, we know you as the founder and uh, the mastermind behind PAWS. You must be very excited to have Maggie there. Yes. Right now, I'm sitting right close to her. She's standing up the fence with the other four elephants, and she's doing great. I would be doing great, too, if I had just relocated there. (laughs) It's uh, a very beautiful place. How many elephants are there? Uh, well, let's see. We have 12 elephants now. We have seven Asians and five Africans. And Maggie, when she got there, did she immediately hit it off with the other Africans? Well, you know, I guess we keep thinking we're on a roll here. Ruby came and walked out like she owned the place, <laughs> made friends right away. Uh-huh. And within weeks, she was out in the big habitat with the rest of them. And uh, Maggie did the same thing. Really? Walked out of the... I mean, it was as though she knew she were was coming here, uh-huh. and she was just expecting it. Um she walked out the first day 
the all of the elephants rumbled and trumpeted and it was very encouraging. She turned around and charged at them like, don't give me any nonsense. <laughs> I survived the winters in Alaska. You're not going to pick on me. Wow. Oh, that is wonderful. And health-wise, I'm sure she's being checked over by uh, the best medical care around. Uh, how is she doing? Uh, she's doing very well. Uh, we have actually paused now as three veterinarians. One of our vets flew with her, and then the Anchorage Zoo vet flew with her as well. And everybody checked her the minute she landed. She's actually doing very well. She lacks muscle tone. She, um, she holds her head a little low. But that's just lack of of muscle, and she'll get that very quickly walking up and down these hills. She has so much space to walk in now, it's probably like culture shock, I would imagine, for her. Well, she's, she's moving around a lot, going right up and down the hills, and with no difficulty. So that's very good eating really well, um, no problems. We were concerned that she might colic after that trip. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It's uh, all going in one end and coming out the other <laughs> just beautifully. That's, that's always yeah. a good sign there. Now, I understand the process of getting Maggie down to pause was very expensive. It cost the military about $200,000, but the military doesn't pick up the tab for that for a lot of reasons, which we may or may not agree with. But you, you picked up the tab for that, and, of course, you take that uh, from donations that you get, right? Right. And anyone can help you out, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) Donations are always welcome. Mr. Barker, I understand, is uh, helping substantially with this. Uh, Bob Barker has helped substantially with four of our elephants, Nicholas and Gypsy and Ruby and now Maggie. He's, uh, He's a very committed person, and we really appreciate it. I spoke to him the other day, and he said, Well, Pat, I understand how much it costs to care for even dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. And for elephants, I know it's astronomical. What is the website that we can go to to learn more? Uh, There's an elephant webcam where we can actually see Maggie. Yes. um, If you go to PawsWeb, Dot org on the home page there will be a little tab that says about pause and um, under that tab it says webcams and it's uh, you'll see African elephant webcam and just click on that we're doing socialization with Maggie now so um we're actually, one of us is sitting here all the time, and our four, we're keeping them right up to the fence, mm-hmm. and Maggie right up to the fence, and they're all 
eating together, a lot of touching Maggie and wow. all of the trunks exploring. She'll move away or they'll move away and then she'll come back and they'll come back. Amazing. And it's fun to watch. Uh, it's one of those things that you, you turn on the webcam and you could not do a lot of work all day. <laughs> You're just watching watching the elephants. You get so involved that it's only logical that maybe you could help out. Once again, links to everything you've heard today on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Pat, thank you so much for joining us and thanks for taking Maggie. Oh, my pleasure. I love her. <laughs> She's awesome. Give her a big old hug from all of us here at Animal Radio, okay? I sure will. That's all we have time for this weekend. Remember, there's lots more at AnimalRadio.com. We're streaming online 24-7. And on any cell phone, simply text ANIMAL to 27627. All that info at AnimalRadio.com. And remember, if you get a pet, please spay or neuter. And if it happens to be a cat, don't declaw. And always adopt from your shelter. I'm Judy Francis. I'm Hal Abrams. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Have a great week. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.